Welcome to Normalizing PTSD. Today, we're going to chat with Corey Capes. Corey Capes is with the Warrior Sailing Program. This is our first episode with the support community that's out there. It's massive, and I can't wait to get more. So welcome to SC1 with Corey Capes. Currently, we have Corey, uh, Corey Capes here with Warrior Sailing, and you can find you guys on warriorsailing.org. All this information will be available in the show notes, and I just want to get started uh, top to bottom, like, uh, who is Corey? How did you get involved? And what is it about sailing that, you know, you find valuable and enjoyable? Uh, you got it, man. And thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me on. Uh, happy to talk about our program as well as kind of the network we've been able to develop. Um, <laughs> the who is Corey thing is a little, little bit of an odd story um, for someone who ended up kind of working in this world. Um, so I, I, my background is, is in recreation and more specifically in recreation therapy. Um, you know, I was 18, didn't know what I wanted to do with myself and saw a college course catalog that said I could major in outdoor recreation. And I thought, well, shit, that sounds like something I would do either way. That's, that's good. Um, so I, I went, went to school. Yeah, I went to school for outdoor recreation. And when I started, and then I started working with uh, some kids with disabilities. Um, and taking them out camping and, you know, canoeing, hiking, just kind of working as a guide and realize like, man, there's, there's a whole separate profession specializing in taking activities that I love and opening them up for people with disabilities who without that skill set, you know, maybe wouldn't have access to those activities. And that's kind of how I, how I got involved and started to carry on to go to school for um, recreation therapy. Uh, did my undergraduate degree, did my master's degree, um, all in therapeutic recreation, recreation therapy. We kind of use them interchangeably. And, um, you know, all the while running, uh, running camps for kids with disabilities up in the Adirondacks and went down to Florida for graduate school, uh, went out, worked out West for a while with adjudicated youth out in Sierras, out in Tahoe, uh, bounced around, lived in Charleston, South Carolina for a while, um, eventually landed in St. Petersburg, Florida, where uh, my job was to run all the adaptive sports and therapeutic recreation programs within the city, as well as to consult on how to make, you know, existing uh, programs more accessible for people with disabilities. And uh, given my background in the outdoor rec world, I started, uh, you know, uh, uh, an adaptive uh, kayaking and water sports program uh, that also included partnering with the local sailing center, uh, opening up, you know, sailing and paddling to people with disabilities here in the community. Uh, about that same time, uh, the James A. Haley Medical Center, a VA medical center over in Tampa, was starting to build a, a kayak program. And some friends of mine that were rec therapists there um, were working with people who were inpatient. Um, and this was, you know, this would have been back in like 2007 or so, so where, you know, casualties were pretty high, their numbers were super high, um, got a lot of guys getting hit and, and go to their polytrauma. And what we found was, hey, you know, you, you go to rehab, you're in the hospital and you start doing these, you know, recreational activities that are part of your, your therapeutic journey, so to speak, you know, whether you're, uh, as you're getting out and getting back in the community. Um, but once they were no longer inpatient, they needed to find a, a connection in the community uh, so I work with the VA there to be that connection in the community to get them involved with with paddling and um, and with sailing and then with some hand cycling and just other other sports in general. Um, so it was really kind of a cool 
uh, transition to where I started working with veterans. Um, that job led me to go to work for a contracting company out of DC that was uh, support of the different military branch warrior care programs. So like Navy has safe Harbor, uh, your air force, air force wounded warrior, Marine Corps wounded warrior regiment. Well, when those were stood up, SOCOM, uh, special operations command also stood up care coalition, which was a warrior care program specifically working with the soft community. Uh, and I was brought in, as a contractor to help stand up their adaptive sports program, uh, you know, kind of starting looking at training guys for warrior games and adaptive sports uh, and some other Paralympic style competition. So uh, it was a really cool transition for me. Uh, it was, you know, pretty odd going from this goofy outdoor rec guy to going to work at Special Operations Command and being, you know, embedded with this, uh, this community. Uh, but I found that, you know, I, it, it kind of stuck. It was a good fit uh, for me. And we offered different training camps and we kind of worked in rehab and transition to get guys that were, you know, either going through their rehab to get back in the fight or transitioning out of the military, getting med boarded out, using adaptive sports as a way to help that transition, uh, that ease of the community, uh, a little bit more of an intrinsically motivating way to rehab uh, than going to your, you know, your usual OTPT. Right. Um, the uh, the leadership I had there at the time came in and said, hey, you know, these competitions are great. You know, throwing shot put is awesome and motivating, but nobody's going to go and do this with their buddies or with their kids. You know, what else can you do? Um, so I said, well, whatever the hell you guys want to do, let's do it. And um, so we were, you know, we were jumping out of planes. We were going skiing and snowboarding. We were doing pretty awesome cycling uh, activities, competitions. And sailing came up as one of those activities. Um so back in my days with working with the city and that adaptive sailing program, his Paralympic sailor and some other world-class uh, sailing support and people from U.S. sailing that were putting on, you know, a kind of a, a veteran um, training camp to sort of seek out the next generation of Paralympic athletes. Right? They, there was this big movement that was kind of Beijing or a Baghdad to Beijing, you know, mm -hmm. guys that were getting hit, they were young, they were active. Now they're missing a part or they've got whatever injury. How can we help them to continue to represent their country, but this time on the field of play and use that as part of their rehab as well as, you know, to build our Paralympic sports team. So there was some money that was given to the Olympic committee from the VA that was passed down to the different organizing sports bodies, in this case, U.S. Sailing, and they had some cash to, you know, all right, let's try it out. Let's get some military guys that are wounded, ill, or injured and start training them up in, in these sports and seeing if we can find that next Paralympic athletes. So they got a hold of me uh, over at Care Coalition, and we set up our first uh, sailing basic training camp, uh, which was a three-day kind of learn to sail, uh, learn to race, just intensive um, training camp where guys came out to St. Petersburg. Uh, we ran them through with the help of uh, a number of uh, professional sailors. So these weren't like your, you know, your high school volunteers. These are guys that were like America's Cup and offshore sailors. Right. Some pretty, pretty salty, very talented uh, sailors. And man, um, you know, it spoke to the population that we were working with. It was uh, a bunch of salty guys with a, you know, a bunch of soft guys hanging out, telling stories and, and working in a small team for a common goal. We had some pretty bad weather the one day, so the conditions were a little rough. And uh, that pretty much put everybody right in their comfort zone. And, uh, 
you know, from there we kind of saw the, the magic happen here. We, we call it group therapy, but nobody would show up. But if you take a bunch of veterans and you put them into a small team and give them a goal and start working together, it's amazing. It's amazing. The outcomes. A hundred percent. That's kind of where warrior sailing got started. You know, we, uh, from there, we, uh, we had a foundation step up with gentleman named Ralph Stites who's a, a world-class sailor. And he has a, a foundation that he started to support, uh, some different young American sailing initiatives to support training cadets, the Merchant Marine Academy. And, um, so he, you know, wanted to put the weight of the foundation behind the veterans program. Um, Ben Poucher, my colleague was a, a pro sailor and, and could run the, the classroom and all the training and all of his pro sailor buddies could come in and, um, and coach, uh, what they were missing was all the admin, the logistics, the adaptations, all the, you know, the program stuff, which I was already running, you know, in my, my other job. So they ended up bringing me on to kind of take care of all the pieces, put them into place. And then, uh, you know, we get guys out training. So we've been operating ever since. That was back in like 2012. We became kind of a full-time year-round program back in maybe 2015. Right. And uh, now we're, uh, we're all over the place. We offer, you know, four or five basic training camps a year. We offer certifications for keelboat, for coastal cruising. We participate in various regattas around the country. And we've got a pretty big outreach network where we try to pair veterans up with um, you know, doing boat deliveries or linking them up with local sailing opportunities and just encouraging them to, you know, get their kids out on the water and, and spend some time with their friends or family and you know, kind of let nature do its job. That's amazing. Uh, so just to break down, like, uh, where is your locations at? Because you guys are pretty fixed locations and people come to you for the training. So just kind of clarify. Sure thing. Location. Um, so to Yep. So physically, I'm in I'm in St. Petersburg. Like I mentioned, our uh, sailing director is up in, in Michigan sometimes. Uh, but we, we travel with the program. Um, everybody has to start with a basic training camp. Uh, there's just regardless of experience level or background, we all have to start at basic training to make sure we're all speaking the same language. We offer four of those throughout the year, uh, typically two in Florida, one in San Diego, one up in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, we have branched out. We did some out in Fort Worth. We've done them up in Seattle. Um, we've done them in New Orleans. Uh, but kind of our mainstay locations are that Florida, San Diego, Annapolis. Uh, from there, guys then get dialed into our network and have the opportunity to go on train with us, or hopefully we hand them off to opportunities in their local community. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I, I did a review over the basic training, and I saw a little thing in there. It's called a poker room. What is a poker? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure thing. So it's just kind of a way for us to, to level the, the playing field and to put all of the skills that guys would learn in a three-day training camp into action. So, you know, a, a lot of folks that get real competitive, uh, especially working with a veteran population. Everybody's kind of got that that edge to them. But the reality is that they've really only been learning to sail for a couple of days. So how, how competitive could you really be? Right. The other guys that we're working with, you know, between a lot of brain injuries and, you know, we, you get put into an anxiety producing environment and it exacerbates any symptoms that you, you might have. Right. So right. you're dealing with any kind of issues and now all of a sudden it's a big race. Everybody's white knuckling it and everybody's, you know, that, that stress level is high. And, you know, the fun factor gets real low and those symptoms come out even more. So instead of doing, you know, racing at the end, we, we learn racing, we learn the rules of racing, we learn what a, a sailboat race looks like, 
but we make it into a poker run. So we have a traditional race start. And instead of, you know, out and back and racing boats, we set up uh, poker cards on a bunch of marks spread around the bay. So you don't have a specific course. You have to go up to each of the different marks and, uh, and you pull a, a card off each. And then, you know, there is an advantage to getting back across the finish line. You know, first you get a couple extra cards, second you get one extra card, third, you know, fourth, and so on. Right. Um, so it's a way where there's competitive element, but, you know, hopefully, like I said, keep it a pretty low stress, fun factor high. The reality is we want to build better sailors. We want people to learn the fundamentals. You know, there's a lot of people who have raced their whole life and they can do one job on a boat. Um, you know, our job is to teach you all the fundamentals of sailing so that you would be safe and competent to go out of the water. Uh, not necessarily about winning the race, but in the start of the poker run, you're learning to sail around other boats and being comfortable with right away. You know, when you're going up to get the marks off, you're doing a man overboard drill. You know, it, it, all of those skills that we lay out in the class are put into action uh, with a poker run and a number of other drills that we do. Again, always harping on fundamentals, always making sure everybody has done every position on the boat, understanding the why, not just the how, um, so that when you leave, you know, you're leaving with an actual skill. We, we really pride ourselves on being a school. Um, you know, there's a lot of other veteran programs out there, and they do awesome things. And they'll take you for a boat ride and buy you a steak dinner and feed you full of <laughs> a bunch of alcohol that you probably don't need. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's just not us. You know, that's just, uh, we're, we're there to teach a skill. Um, and, and if people want to go for a boat ride, shit, I know a bunch of them. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll point you in the right direction. You know, we're, we're also here to be a, a, a network for people. Uh, but if you come to us, you could be, you gotta be ready to learn, ready to work. That's, that's what we're there for. Exactly. I mean, you find an ocean, you can find a boost cruise anywhere nearby. Uh, so I was gonna, I looked over this a little bit more and, uh, let's see. To get started with a ASA certification, you guys do that, but to do it, would you start with a mobile app and then basic training? And then after basic training, you would dive deeper into more of an intensive certification process? And just for everybody that's listening, that's all free too. And like your website's amazing. It goes into great detail on all this information in the FAQ section. Um, sure. So our, our program, you know, we're, we're, we're drug dealers, right? So the, the first one's free and then we kind of, you know, a graduated level of investment, right. uh, beyond that. Um, you know, part of the, the expense we don't cover is travel. Uh, so, you know, generally people that come to us are people who are located in the region where we offer programs. So we're a national program, but reality is, um, you know, if you live if you live in the Tampa Bay area, uh, I'm going to give you a priority because once I teach you here, you're going to have a bunch of contacts and you're going to keep sailing. You know, if you live in the middle of the desert in Oklahoma, there's you know there's not a lot of opportunities for you to continue to use right. that skill. I have to look at being the best steward of our donors' dollars and making you know doing the most good with with what we have. Um, that's not to say I'm going to turn you down, but it may be a long time before you make it out to a camp. Uh, so we try to look at at that. You know. And be realistic. You know, is, is this going to be a lifelong activity for you? I think coming out is beneficial and therapeutic for people, but we want to we want to really look at the long term. Right. You know, if we're building a skill that that it becomes part of your lifestyle. Uh, right. So I preface everything with that. So the basic training camps, uh, you get there and we take care of everything else. So your coaching, your lodging, your meals, um, you know, transportation once you're on the ground. 
uh, we give you, you know, you get a little swag, so to speak, uh, for when you're out of the water. We, we take care of whatever you need as part of that training camp. Uh, as people progress, um, you know, it depends on the goal of the individual. Everybody, everybody likes badges, right? The certifications are cool, but re- the reality is if you get a certification and you go to your local sailing center and say, hey, I've got my certification, they're, they're just going to nod their head and say, that's cool. So you still have to go and do a skills testing in order to use our boat. And you can say, well, I have my certification. You say, that's okay. But it, it doesn't really hold a lot of weight, you know. What I find is a lot of guys like the certification because a lot of our guys want to see if they really learned it, you know, and it's, it's a cool way to, to really see what you've learned and test yourself. And that's, there's value to that. Um, you know, and with the certifications become memberships, whether it be U S sailing or American sailing association, there's, there's advantages to that and network leverage. So I don't, you know, I don't poo poo it so to speak, but it's, you know, certifications are the end all be all, um, you know, certification means you passed a hundred question tests and you did some on, on the water skills. Um, but it doesn't mean you've had a whole lot of sailing time or really know the boat that well. So I would much rather see people put the emphasis on finding opportunities to sail and continue training in their local community than to come to us to earn a certification. Uh, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah. It totally uh, makes sense. That being said, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we are a school. Uh, we only offer a few certification courses a year. Like I said, you must have, have completed the basic training first uh, before you move on. Uh, another thing, you know, we talked about that idea of, of creating the right environment and um, and the idea of stress. And we've done a couple of courses where we've done the basic and we've offered the certification at the same time. And what we found was it's just too overwhelming. Um you know, people aren't learning to sail. They're stressed out about taking this hundred question, multiple choice test. And, you know, guys have gotten banged up. Their eyesight's not that good or the processing while well, you're reading all these, you know, thousand or a hundred multiple choice questions, your brain gets burned out. Um, it's not, it's not, it's not the goal. Uh, you know, the goal is to teach you to sail and to provide an environment that's going to be beneficial to, to healing. Uh, so that's, that's not really it. So we do the basic. If you want to come back and do a cert with us, we have, we have an opening. Cool. Uh, we do that. What we found is a lot of guys, you know, when we started, we were very race focused, um, very focused on competition because, like I said, we were kind of looking for that Paralympic uh, athlete. And what we came to realize is most of the guys we work with, I'd say about 80% are really have backgrounds that wouldn't qualify as Paralympic athletes. They don't, you know, you, they don't have a, a significant spinal cord injury or, you know, limb loss or something resulting in loss of uh, limb, loss of flexibility and, and function, range of motion, right? Right. Most of our guys have got brain injuries um, or PTSD or some combination there of all of these things. And um, what we, we came to realize with them is, is the goal is just different. It's not, not that competition. A lot of guys just say, hey, man, I just want to get on a boat and I want to live on it or I want to I want to do a couple of overnights or I want to take my family out for a few overnights, go to the island right. and charter, uh, you know, a catamaran. Uh, so our program has changed, you know, as we've, as we've really identified those goals. So now we've started building in um, uh, safety at sea course, uh, mm-hmm. which is a certification offered through U.S. Sailing that we started to offer. Um, that, you know, helps people. Well, what do you do if, if things don't go right when you're offshore? Um, and we've offered ASA 103, which is an introduction to coastal cruising. So now that you've learned how to sail the boat and you've got a bigger boat, um, there's 
you know, there's countless systems involved in keeping those boats up and running. So your electric, your water, you know, the marine head, all, all of those things come into play. And uh, those are the, the hard skills people need to learn. If the goal is I want to live on a boat, I want to go cruising, I want to go offshore. Um, so our, our program is kind of, you know, matured in that way. And now we offer three of those 103 courses a year. Um, we did two safety at seas this past year and, uh, we continue to kind of grow in that way. Nice. No, that sounds amazing. Like my, <clears throat> one of my biggest fears in the world is sharks and water. So when I looked at your website and went <laughs> down, like I definitely love the disclaimer in the FAQ section saying sharks are in the water. You're on a boat. Don't worry about it. And I was like, check, I got it. <laughs> and then the other one was, uh, <laughs> During the basic training courses, you're like if you're coming to get a certification or go through the process, you're on a boat with certified and qualified personnel. So there's definitely like you guys got the safety aspect checked and like there's no issues there. And I like that too. Yeah, a thousand percent. Our our best asset are our people. You know, odds are your your coach has done, you know, some pretty amazing shit in his in his sailing career. And um you know, kind of what what I find working with veterans is they they can sniff out if you're full of it or not, right? Yeah. So when somebody comes in and says, you're going to teach me something, why should I listen to you? And and their coach says, well, I've raced across the Atlantic 11 times. You know, I, I know a thing or two about adversity and I know a thing or two about sailing. Let's let's get at it. Um, immediately, you know, people are people are switched on. Right. Um, and that's something that we've been real meticulous about with our program is making sure we have the right team in place uh, to be productive in that way, um, you know, and, and to, yeah, to, to provide quality training uh, opportunities. Absolutely. Uh, not just physical injuries, but mental injuries. I would imagine that this, what you guys are doing, uh, sounds challenging. And in my experience, when dealing with the mental aspect of things, to do something that's challenging and overcoming and be and realizing that you still can do it uh, really helps like build back that confidence in people and make them, I guess, make it easier for them to get back into society. So I'm, I, I think it's amazing what you guys do down there. And I just want to give you an opportunity to just touch on anything we may have missed and close it up. And I really appreciate the opportunity in the chat. Yeah, no, you got it. We, um, you know, we, we don't do a lot of advertising because we're, we're not a big program. Um, and especially, you know, we work now with, you know, with wounded, ill, injured veterans, you know, from any background, but especially coming out of the soft community, we just, you know, we, we operate more on word of mouth. You know, when a guy says, hey, you know, Corey, I got a guy and, and he needs us, um, then, then cool. You know, we, we have a wait list. Um, it's it's hard to get everybody out. Like I said, we focus on uh, a few things in terms of priority and, and eligibility. You know, anybody who an injured veteran uh, or active duty can apply. And I encourage you to uh, get your name on the list because you never know. Um, but when I look at, hey, you know, somebody has a, a physical injury that, you know, they're not going to go to their local sailing center and, and learn how to uh, accommodate that. Uh, without the skill and talent of, of somebody like our, our coaches, um, somebody's recently uh, wounded, ill, or injured, and they're still active. You know, active duty gets priority over everybody. Um, 
somebody who's recently transitioned out and going through those, you know, these are the guys that everybody needs it and it can be beneficial to everyone. But you know, that guy who just got out and all of a sudden doesn't have a reason to put pants on in the morning. And it's all of a sudden realizing he's not functioning where he was um, or where he thinks he should be uh, because of his, his injuries. And he's going through that transition and that that lasts for, you know, for a long time for guys. Um, And that's, you know, that's when we want to get guys dialed into to these networks. Um, and it may not be sailing, you know, and, and for a lot of people, it's not. Uh, right. But getting them out there and doing this kind of training gets shoulder time with other guys that have been there before. Gives them the opportunity to learn, like, hey, man, here are the, here are the supports in your community. Uh, you know, or just give them somebody to, you know, here this, I'll, I'll never forget one guy just saying, you know, man, you, y'all are the first people I've talked to other than my dog in six months. Um, you know, if, if this if this is what gets that guy off the couch and, and gets his head started in the right direction, well then, you know, that's that's the goal. Sailing becomes secondary. Um I preface all that with we are a small program. Um tell everybody to sign up. It may not happen anytime soon, but you know, I won't lose that application. We'll try to get get guys out. Or if you know somebody that would really benefit, you know, draw me a line. Uh let me know what their story is and where they might be yeah. and if we can get them looped in even with it's a group that's not us. There's a couple of awesome, awesome veteran sailing programs out there. It doesn't have to be warrior sailing. We specialize in working with wounded, ill, and injured uh, veterans, but there's other groups out there that are just vets out there, you know, getting at it. Uh, right. I'd love to link you in with them as well. Oh, I'd love that. Because, see, that's my goal. Like, sailing may not work for everybody, and it certainly won't won't work for everybody. Nothing works for everybody. But my goal is to just keep grabbing all of these groups coming on and just have them speak and share what they do and what they provide. And I think eventually there's going to be something out there for everyone. At least that's the goal. And on your uh, donors dollars, uh, go to warriorsailing.org. And at the bottom of the page, there's a button that says donate. Because I feel like the more we donate, the more we get you guys out there, the bigger, more impactful you guys can be. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, (laughs) it's a reality uh, that, you know, programs, especially quality programs, cost money. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we pay our coaches, we get charged for using boats. We, you know, we, we have, we have bills. Uh, and thankfully we've got some pretty awesome support. Um, but in order to stay in business, we need to cultivate that. So, um, yeah, man, hit that donate button <laughs> or, uh, you know, reach out to groups that you think would have a similar mission and let's figure out how we can do more together. And with that, we'll wrap it up. Again, that is the Warrior Selling Program. That was Corey Capes. You can find all of his, his information as well as the foundation's information on their website. That will be located in the show notes, and I'll tag them on all social media platforms. Have an awesome day and chat again soon. All right.